0: Amber, where are you from on the panhandle? I am from Fort Walton Beach. Oh, yeah, my mom's from Panama City. We gotta all go get drinks. We could do this forever. There's like 10 people in here they are like, well, you three shut up.
1: Welcome, everybody, to our first Country Heat Weekly episode of 2022. We made it, y'all. It's a brand new year. I'm Kelly
2: Sutton in Nashville. And I'm Amber Anderson, still currently at home here in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, but I will be back in Nashville later this week. And we are podcasting this week
1: via Zoom. We had a couple of cases of COVID in our team. So just to be as absolutely safe as we can be, we are doing the responsible thing and we are staying
2: very socially distant. Now, Kelly, I'm pretty sure that the 442 miles between us <laughs> definitely meets or exceeds the CDC recommendations for social distancing. <laughs> I don't know what this variant, I'm not sure, this is crazy. But thanks to the magic of technology, we are going to be able to bring you
1: every bit of content that you've come to expect from Country Heat Weekly, the new destination for country
2: music fans. We take that very seriously. And part of that responsibility includes helping fans discover the next crop of country stars. Amazon Music has just released their ones to watch list for 2022, including Lily Rose, who is headlining our show today. And in addition to sharing new talent, we help shine the spotlight on The songs and artists from country music's past. And today we are going to rediscover Shania Twain. And suddenly I feel very, very old. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so there are a lot of songs on Amazon Music's Rediscover Shania
1: Twain playlist that I really had forgotten about completely, as well as some deep cuts
2: that are on there, hidden gems from her catalog. I mean, I just want to dig into it. Well, that's coming up, as well as a heat index where we check in on what's hot on the country heat playlist. Plus fun features like Who Said That and Our Burning Question. But first, we have to check in
1: on our homework assignment. Amber, did you do your assignment? Kind of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> partially. <laughs> partially and kind of. I was supposed to watch 1883 sat down Mm -hmm. to watch 1883 and realized, oh no, maybe I have to watch Yellowstone first. So I said, let me just watch one episode of Yellowstone so that way I can just get my bearings of understanding what the show is about. And then I ended up watching two full seasons of Yellowstone and half half of one episode of 1883. 1883,
1: the precursor to it, and the reason that we are so in love with it and want to talk about it all the time, it stars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, two of our superstars. These are our people and they are... Really, the title characters in 1883, it is the number one streamed show. This is what everybody is talking about. Remember when it was like Tiger King or something crazy Mm -hmm. like that, and we were all talking about it? That is what 1883 is right now. It is the hottest show out there, and it has direct ties to country music. So, of course, I'm going to be a champion of it. The one thing that I think hasn't been talked about enough is how fantastic Faith Hill is. Look after your brother. I will. Yes, ma'am. I said I will. I know what you said. What you didn't say is yes, ma'am. Women don't say that to each other. Oh, so you're a woman now.
2: Okay, one other order of business from our last episode, which featured a hysterical discussion with Dan and Shay. If you haven't heard it, you absolutely (laughs) need to listen. We could not stop laughing about that. But Kelly, I need to know, did you climb the Music Note Tower at the Nashville New Year's Eve Big Bash? You know what? I did not.
1: This is the first year I didn't do it. Dirk Bentley and I were hanging out backstage and I showed him the tower and I told him that that was the tradition, that we'd climb to the top. And he said, when do we do it? And I said, well, we would normally do it right now. However, the Nashville Big Bash was scheduled to go on with multiple performances from all of our favorite stars. Just days before we got to celebrate, we lost three of our headlining acts to COVID. Zach Brown band, also Sam Hunt, and L. King all had to drop out because they had COVID in their camp. So Dirk's Bentley was the guy. It was just Dirks and Lady A. That was it. <laughs> and I looked at him square in the face and said, I can't be held responsible if right. something <laughs> happens to you on this tower. If Dirk's Bentley gets hurt and the entire thing is flushed because I talked him into climbing up some tower on a dare couldn't live with myself.
2: (laughs) So we passed. Okay. So you're hanging backstage with Dirks. I know you, and I know you're probably sitting on some of that good sweet tea. So spill (laughs) it. What inside scoop did you bring back?
1: I mean, honestly, we were really catching up about, like, what's going on with the kids and, you know, how's his wife, Cassidy, and what have they been doing? They've been splitting their time between Nashville and Colorado. But he did tell me, and it was announced, I believe, right before Christmas, that he had to cancel his entire Canadian tour in January. It's kind of a tradition for Dirks, And they had to cancel the entire thing. So the entire month of January just opened up for him. So, of course, I had to ask, what are you going to do with all your free time? And he said he's writing more music. So we're going to get some new stuff from Dirks very soon. I guess that's the way to look at it. Silver lining in that cloud, even though he's not going to make it up to Canada.
2: Well, something for us to look forward to for sure. Speaking of things to look forward to, let's dive into what's cooking this week on Music Row. So the big news around here is that Amazon has released their 2022 Artists to Watch list. And this is a prestigious stamp of approval from the Amazon Music curators saying, we believe in you and we support you.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gabby Barrett was an artist to watch back in 2020. Amazon was playing her before she'd even signed a record deal. So each year they release the list in January, naming artists that they think will be or should be huge. The list covers all genres of music. Right.
2: There's an Amazon Music artist. Artists to watch playlist that includes 50 artists from rock and hip hop and pop. But we obviously want to highlight and celebrate our country music acts that have made the list. Now, each of these artists get support and promotion from Amazon Music
1: throughout the year. Some of them will even be coming on this podcast in 2022
2: to share their musical journey with us. Well, Lily Rose, who is on the list, is here today, and she is currently the cover artist on the playlist. And her song, I Don't Smoke, is at the top of the list. <laughs> She's been making waves all around town over the past year, and we will get to know her better in just a few minutes. So let's dig into this list and see who else we've got.
1: Morgan Wade is on there, and we actually talked about her in our last episode, so it's not a big surprise. I'm in love with her song, Wilder Days.
2: same here, and I think that she represents this kind of new cool wave, her and Lily, of these, these new female acts that we have coming in country music. Me she's too. one that I'm really, really excited about. The other female that we have is Raina Roberts, who actually was standing right behind us <laughs> at the Britney Spencer show that we went to last month.
1: I haven't met Raina in person, but I am obsessed with her personality. She is a spitfire. <laughs> she knows she's going to be famous and will tell you that from the moment you meet her. And I love somebody that is just like that spicy. I want more of her in my life. Definitely, definitely. Come Connor Smith is also on there. This one is so close to my heart. I have known Connor since he was about 10 years old. Really? His mom is a journalist here in Nashville, and we've been friends forever. We worked at the same television station for a while. And I've known Connor. He was writing music when he was just a kid. In fact, he was one of the youngest songwriters ever signed to BMI. They signed him when he was nine years old. Really? Yes, he's so talented. I think you're gonna love him. He has a song called I Hate Alabama. It's not about the football team.
2: Oh, okay. I was like, well these days, it's probably about football.
1: I think you need to listen to it. It's all about it's like a girl that's from that state and you know, that's why he can't think about it. But great song. And then he also has Learn From It, which is out now.
2: Okay, so Kelly, what do we know about Sam Williams? Is he from that Williams family? Indeed, he is Hank Jr.'s son. He has some big boots to fill.
1: But it's also really interesting because his music is not traditional at all. In fact, he kind of shies away from that. He has his own flair, his own style, a little bit of punk mixed in with it. But it's kind of cool because that's exactly what his dad did. His dad did it his own way, right? right? And that's what he's doing as well. Sam is blazing a path and he's been a part of a couple of projects that I've worked on. I'm really excited to see what happens for him in the upcoming year.
2: Okay, my guy, Willie Jones, is on the list. Mm. You know that I've been following him for a little while now.
1: What is it that you love about his music?
2: You know, it's so funny. I think I like put him on shuffle on my drive to Florida, and he's got a little bit of this completely unconventional. His, I think we called it swagger on a previous episode. (laughs) When he opened for Britney Spencer, you know, he's just got this presence about him, but he also embraces just like who he is, like as a black man and what that means in country music. And he just is kind of unapologetically himself, which I really, really love about him. So he's kind of got this magnetism in that way, but I really just enjoy his songs. I really do. They're fun. And we've also got Drew Green,
1: who's from just down the road in McMinnville, Tennessee. He cut his teeth playing at the legendary Honky Tonk Tootsies down on Broadway. So it's going to be really fun to watch his live Show I bet he's fantastic live, and then there's Bailey Zimmerman who is really new to the scene. He blew up on TikTok with the first song he ever wrote. Now he's got like 4.2 million likes. The cool thing is when we find somebody like this, we can say that we've been with them since the very beginning.
2: And then we've got Frank Ray. He's got that song "Country Look Good on You."
1: Mm, oh, I like that song a lot. But
0: damn, I love to see you on an old back road, high back country look.
1: So, Frank just recently played the Opry for the first time, which is so very cool. He was a cop in another lifetime. (laughs) He went from cop to country. You can hear all of these artists and more on the 2022 Artist to Watch playlist on Amazon Music. Look for Lily Rose on the cover and listen for her here with us coming up next. Okay, Amber, I dug back into my personal vault and I am going to read you this quote from one of our current country stars. Everyone at home needs to try to guess who said that. Are you ready?
2: Ooh, this should be fun.
1: (laughs) Okay, here we go. The quote is, I think songs should make you laugh, cry, or want to shake your ass. Who said that?
2: (laughs) I mean, if it's not Luke Bryan, it should be. But keep listening and we'll tell you right here on Country Heat Weekly.
0: When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that!
2: But I think songs should make you laugh, cry, or want to shake your ass. And this one hopefully was one that makes you want to dance. Is that Charles Kelly from Lady A? It is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. We
1: were at the Grammy nominee party a few years back when You Look Good was a nominee.
2: And I had to talk to him about it. That was his quote. <laughs> so, of the list of three things a song needs to do, I guess You Look Good fits with number three. <laughs> it absolutely <laughs>
1: does. Absolutely. Okay, friends, it's time for the star of the show, our headlining act. We are thrilled to welcome Lily Rose to the podcast today. Now, as we mentioned earlier, she is one of the key artists on Amazon Music's 2022 Artist to Watch list. She grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, thought maybe she would do like top 40 or pop music, but nope, country hooked her in. Her first single to country radio villain has already been certified gold with combined sales and streams of over 500,000 copies. And she's newly engaged. Please welcome Lily Rose to Country
0: Heat Weekly. What's up, y'all? I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for being here. We are so excited to have you. This is going to be great. I know, you know, Kelly and I we've gotten to do one or two things together, but Amber we just met, so this is yeah. great. Congratulations on being one of our artists to watch, our cover girl. Like right there, her face. That, that's just it's unreal. I don't know what I did <laughs> in my past life to deserve this, but we're doing it. Holy cow. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you. <laughs>
2: 50 artists on the list, all genres of music, and you introduce and kick off the entire playlist. I'm so humbled. And I personally love this song that tops the playlist, I Don't Smoke, uh, with Breland, Lalo, and Michael Tyler wrote on that song.
0: And it's been playing nonstop. I'll tell you right now, trying to sing a song that Breland sang the demo on, (laughs) just don't. Just don't do it. Joey Moy, my producer, would be like, yeah, you want to try to hit that little run right there? And I was like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm good. (laughs) Breland and Shay Mooney are up here and the rest of us are just trying to keep up, you know? (laughs) But uh, I love that song too. Why country? I've got to
1: ask, because being from Atlanta, there's all the different flavors there. What was it about country that got its hooks in you?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky, you know, being from Atlanta, going to college in Athens, and now spending time here in Nashville that I've gotten to be, you know, live in like the three southern hotbeds of music, which is really cool. Throw New Orleans in there too, I guess. But, um, I always loved country music since I heard it for the first time in middle school. Country was never playing in my house specifically, but there was always music playing. And, um, it was kind of that era of the, Dirt Road Anthem, Barefoot Blue Jean Night, I Go Back by Kenny Chesney. Need You Now was, you know, the biggest song that maybe we've seen in country music. So it was really easy to fall in love with it then. Uh, and I always knew I wanted to write it, but I did not know what I wanted to do as a performer and as an artist. Uh, and I was told, you just keep writing songs until you fall in love with them. And, you know, the first song I fell in love with, I was like, this is country music. So we're, we're going to do this thing.
2: So at what point did you think really, like, I could do this. Like, what did that look like in your mind as you're kind of watching this play out and really deciding to pursue this?
0: I kind of um, picked up a guitar when I was in high school. was always that kid that was just playing around the campfire and doing the the Taylor Swift covers and all of that, and that was all fun and games. But when I got to college, I finally got on stage for the first time, and that's when I was like, Lily Rose happened. I went from being, you know, Lily Williamson, which is my first and last name, to my stage name, Lily Rose. I had the dream and then moved up to Nashville five years after that. And now we've been here for five years, still chasing it down. <laughs> what was it about Nashville? Was it just that you knew that you could produce music here or, you know, geographically we were close? One of the best pieces of advice that I got when I was in college was you have to be in a commercial music city in an industry city, not a music town, but an industry city if you want to be in commercial music. And even though I didn't know what genre I was really heading towards as in my artist career, I knew I wanted to write country music. So I'm just really, really thankful that I came here. I always thought maybe I'd split time between LA and Nashville. And I remember about six months into being here, I was like, nope, this is is good. I'll spend all 12 months here for sure. (laughs) It's kind of cool how it all played out. You know, I really just continued to hone my craft, and write the kind of music that I love. And it turned into country music, which I'm so thankful for. And that leads me to Villain. You can be the hero. I can take the fall. If that's how your story goes, say it's on my fault. I want to know
1: what was going on this day
0: when you wrote it. You were, were you working at Opry Mills at the time? I was 2019, so yes, I was working two different jobs at Opry Mills, both of the, both of them mainly stocking shelves overnight into the early morning so I could write at 11 a.m. every day. I had that title villain in my phone for about a year, year and a half. Uh, I actually had it as villain and then it said guilty because I always just kind of thought about breakups and how so many people go through breakups where they really could have done things like cheat on somebody or you truly be the villain. And I was like, what if we write a song about, I can be if you need me to. If you need me to fall on the sword, I will. And they both were like, heck yeah, let's do it. And we wrote the song in like an hour and a half, which that doesn't happen. Often we wrote it at the firehouse at Sony ATV, Sony pub now. And um, yeah, it's it's inspiring because I actually don't think I've ever told anybody this. The week that I moved to Nashville in 2017, uh, my mom and I walked up and down music row and she took a photo of me outside of Sony. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But I have a photo of me outside of Sony Music Publishing because she was like, When you get a publishing deal one day, I want you to remember that when you moved here. And actually, where we wrote Villain is in the back of that photo. Isn't that? I don't think I've ever told anybody that after all the interviews I've given in a year. That's crazy. That is insane. I have chills. I know. I have chills right now. Oh my God. Sorry if I just went off on a tangent. I hope that was easy to follow, but um uh, that's crazy. I haven't thought about that. Maybe it's because I'm sitting here on Music Row right now. Yeah. And then you posted the video on TikTok, right? And then what happened? Yeah, crazy. Uh, posted the video on TikTok and it went viral four times in 10 days. 15 million views in 10 days, which is at the time, was crazy. We didn't know what the numbers meant, but we knew we needed to get the song out. So we put the song out 14 days after that first initial video. Which, guys, in the music business, you don't put out a song in 14 days. We're, I think we're still recovering from that, from 2020, December of 2020. <laughs> so thankful that we just had the master ready to go and threw some artwork together. I'm, I'm not on the artwork because we didn't have time to get photos or anything like that. So uh, it was all kind of fate and kind of happen, but we hustled. We hustled. So we are just a few days into 2022. You're already back at work. Next week,
2: you're heading out on Chris Lane's Fill Them Boots Tour. Now, is this your first
0: real touring experience? Yeah, you know, back in college and stuff, I was touring like 80 to 100 dates a year, but it was, you know, we call them one-offs in the industry where it's not an actual lather, rinse, repeat kind of tour. You're just kind of going and playing. So I have never done a tour tour like this, where it's with the same artist opening for them, different cities every night. So I'm excited to become a well-oiled machine with my crew and my band and everything, but catch me in like three months. I'm going to be like, I'm going to kill all of them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love my boys, but um, no, I, I am just so stoked. It's 18 weekends in a row. We also get to go to Cancun, open for Sam Hunt and so many other things in the middle of all of it. So humbled and blessed is definitely what i would use to describe my situation starting this year off it's it's crazy
1: okay we want to pack our suitcases and come with you to sam hunt's thing i mean yes, this sounds like please. it's going to be an absolute party yeah. uh, you tag sam in the original tiktok video did you hope that
0: he would cut it? Like, what What were you thinking? Why did you tag him in there? The only reason I ever downloaded TikTok was because I saw my two dear friends, Priscilla Block and Andrew Janakis, get record deals. And I was like, well, I'm going to give it a go, too. And uh, something that I saw Priscilla did really well was she tagged hashtag Morgan Wallen in all of her videos. That For a long time before Morgan got on the app, when you went to hashtag Morgan Wallen, it was Priscilla. So I would I don't know if Sam's on the app or anything, but you could probably go to hashtag Sam Hunt and it's going to be all those villain videos and all of my viral videos that are at the top of that hashtag. So it's it's not something that's going to help you go viral by any means, but it is just another avenue of if there's a Sam Hunt fan, you think your music aligns with them, so they're going to discover you via that hashtag, which is pretty cool.
1: I think we just got schooled, Amber. I think we just got schooled on TikTok. I was about to say,
2: this is like... <laughs> I'm like getting a crash course here in viral marketing one This one It's interesting. You got
0: to remember that the times have changed in the last, that was 13 months ago. So who knows if it works now, but we're all trying to just keep up. Um, so you're playing Tortuga Music Festival. So lots of fun, good
2: things on the horizon for you, including maybe a wedding. Yes. In the future. Have you
0: guys set a date? We're doing March of 2023. So we're okay. super stoked. We, uh. We didn't want to go on this Chris Lane tour and then wake up and be like, holy cow, we have a wedding in five months kind of thing. So we pushed it way off, taking our time um, and couldn't be more excited. We're just enjoying life right now. Congratulations. That's so exciting.
1: Have any ideas? Is it gonna be destination wedding? Or are you guys trying to do everything in town? Yeah, you know,
0: this is this is our home. I'm from Atlanta and Dara's from Las Vegas. So we're like, why would we get married in either one of those cities when this is our home? So and you know, Nashville's kinda of fun. So I guess people will come they'll, they'll want to, there's nothing to do here. You know, it's <laughs> nothing at all. They're, they're all going to be here for a week. Our whole family, we're gonna be like, you need to go home. It's, <laughs> it's time.
1: Okay. 12 months from now, we're going to ask you to look into the crystal ball as your reign as artist to watch comes to a close. What do you hope that you've checked off your box in 2022?
0: Yeah, I um, I actually spent this morning going through just some personal and professional goals. And the two things that really stood out to me in my professional life, that I'd love to have a number one at country radio or something that's moving that way. I know probably won't be number one within the next 52 weeks, but um, we don't know what the next song is going to be. That's going to be the focus track. So I'm excited to kind of watch that evolution with all of this music and the new music too. Um, and then the other one is as a writer, I, you know, I didn't sign a publishing deal until after all this villain stuff. I'd love to start getting some outside cuts with other artists, pitch songs and getting some people that I look up to a lot to cut some things that I've been a writer on. So yeah, well, hopefully in, hopefully in 12 months, both of those things are well on their way. Lily
1: Rose, you're a delight. All the wonderful things are coming your way and we are so happy that you are one of our artists to
0: watch in 2022. I'm so humbled by it. Seriously, y'all, thank you and thanks to Amazon and Kelly, it's always good to see you and Amber. Now we're new friends. So nice to I meet love. you finally. Friends and neighbors, nice to meet you too. <laughs>
2: Okay, I love her.
1: She says we need to
2: get drinks and I want to do that ASAP.
1: <laughs> she is absolutely the coolest. Love talking to her. And, you know, when you talk to her, you see that her future is going to be so bright because she has such a great personality. I
2: think we became best friends.
1: I'm just we did. Yes. <laughs>
2: Okay, so each week we dig into the Amazon Music Archives to rediscover the pioneers, the trendsetters, the songs and artists you may not have heard in a while. In past episodes, we've rediscovered early music from George Strait, Dina Carter.
1: We celebrated the careers of legends like Charlie Pride and the Judds.
2: And I was just thinking, Kelly, we could do a whole rediscover segment on country artists that we know by one name, Reba Garth. Dolly? <laughs> well, of course, Dolly. Of <laughs> course. In fact, the artist we're rediscovering this week credits Dolly as being a huge influence on her. Let's go, girls. Shania! Shania! Come on. Shania is one of the best-selling female artists, not just in country music, but in any genre of music. She sold more than 100 million albums worldwide. Now, almost
1: 30 million of those were from our 1997 album. Come on over today. We are going to dig in and rediscover the impact of Shania Twain. Okay, Amber, here's what I remember about Shania. When she came out in the mid-90s, it was scandalous. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. Women were incredibly prevalent in country music at the time. We had Reba, Martina, Faith. All contenders for our One Name Rediscover series, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. I'm making a list. But Shania and later Faith to some extent brought a sexiness to country music that we really hadn't seen before. She was making more headlines for the way that she dressed and consistently showed her belly button than she was for her music.
2: Which, if you look at the cover of her self-titled debut album, that's not at all the image she was projecting when she first came on the scene. She was bundled up in a parka and boots in the snow and with a sled dog. I mean, tell us you're from Canada without telling us you're from Canada. (laughs) Right. The pride and joy of Timmins, Ontario, where she grew up singing Willie Nelson and Hank Williams in the local bars. So when I think of early, Shania. I think the first song that comes to mind is Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under.
0: Whose bed have your boots been under?
1: I remember being in the bar when that song came out, and everyone was learning the line dance to it. I mean, line dancing was huge back then. All the instructors were
2: teaching a dance specifically to that song. Think you can still do it? We can make a TikTok video of you (laughs) doing this line dance. (laughs)
1: I mean, if I can find it on YouTube
2: and you do it with me, maybe. Oh, I will totally do it with you. I mean, okay. two former cheerleaders, line dancing. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Okay, the
1: fun thing about this Rediscover playlist is that it's not just the big radio hits that we all think of. It's a really cool mix of songs that you know every word to that were super popular, but also songs that you might have missed the first time around, like really Odd songs. There's a song called Waiter, Bring Me Water, and also Rock This Country, which barely cracked the top 30, but was also the name of her tour and the song that she performed in concert a lot. But of course, the big hits are on there as well Any Man of Mine, Party for Two, Forever and For Always. All the songs from the Mutt Lang years. Well, yeah, about that relationship, that could be a whole other podcast in itself. For our younger listeners, Shania was married to rock producer Mutt Lang, who had a mega career of his own producing Def Leppard, ACDC,
2: and Bryan Adams. And although that marriage didn't end well, it did inspire a lot of great love songs, including You're Still the One, From This Moment On, and Don't Be Stupid. Isn't it funny how very traditional that music sounds Mm. now? But she was one of the first women to cross over from country music to pop. And honestly, her image was a huge
1: part of that. Shania created some epic music videos in the 90s, back when TNN and CMT were a huge source of music discovery. Her videos
2: were legendary. Oh, for sure. And who can forget the Robert Palmer-inspired video for Man, I Feel Like a Woman, where she flipped the gender on his Addicted to Love video. And that cheetah print jumpsuit that she wore for That Don't Impress Me Much.
1: Okay, so you're Brad Pitt.
0: That don't impress me much.
2: third album, Come On Over, is the best-selling studio album by a female in any genre of music and the best-selling country album of all time. So, Amber, what's your favorite Shania song? Well, without a doubt, it's Any Man of Mine. Anytime I hear it to this day, I always think about riding to cheer practice in middle school with my squad mates, and we would be in the back doing the stomp-stop clap and driving her mom insane.
0: (laughs) Maybe even when a muggle still better love me and I can be late for a date that's fine but you better be on time. Kelly, have
2: you ever interviewed Shanaya?
1: I have actually, it was not too long ago. She was really incredible and very vulnerable. We talked a lot about the fact that she was worried that she might not be able to sing again. She had some vocal damage and had to do a lot of therapy on her voice. And at one time she couldn't sing at all. So the fact that she's back doing music, doing what she loves is huge. No doubt Shania will be inducted into the country music hall of fame someday for the incredible mark that she's
2: left on country music. She was named Artist of a Lifetime at the 2016 CMT Artist of the Year Gala, where artists, including Carrie Underwood, paid tribute to her.
1: I think we were all definitely influenced by Shania, even if we don't realize it, because her music was just so, like she was just her and it was so different and kind of revolutionary at the time. And yeah, she definitely paved the way for a lot of us that are doing what we do now and lucky enough to get to do that. And it's, it's cool that she's being honored. And of course, Kelsey Ballerini just teamed up with her not too long ago for a duet version of Hole in the Bottle.
2: One more reason to check out the Rediscover playlist. There is a share cover that she recorded before she signed her major label deal in the U.S. I saw that. Very interesting choice our curators made there. It's all available on the playlist, Rediscover Shania Twain, exclusively on Amazon Music. We did it! An entire show via Zoom. We did it. Yay, technology! <laughs> Yay! Okay, next week, fingers crossed, we'll be back in the studio together. Yes. In the meantime, <laughs> tell us what you think of
1: Amazon's picks for artists to watch in 2022. You can use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly in all of your tweets and Instagram posts. Be sure to follow me at, hey, it's Amber A. And I'm at the Kelly Sutton. And before we leave, it's time for another edition of Burning Question. going to do a second installment of what do you get when you're out on the road and the bus pulls into a truck stop there is not a single healthy answer to be found (laughs) nope (laughs) let's start with last week's guest dan and shay then we're gonna hear from john party lauren elena and dylan scott
0: skittles for sure i I love a skittle that would be gummy worms sour gummy worms trolley it's gotta be trolley can't be no like off-brand it has to be a trolley
1: jerky and some water hot dog or beef jerky you can almost always count on me to have some beef jerky
0: i love sweets absolutely love sweets so i'll go in a truck stop and mm, laffy taffy debbie cakes i have a huge sweet tooth
1: country heat weekly is a collaborative production between amazon music and nevermind media
2: Executive producer, Melissa Locker. Senior producer, Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge, Sound design by Tim Einentel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter and Debbie Daughtry.
1: Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. Additional
2: music from Madeline McCormick. The Amazon Music Team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham... Cam Farrelly, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix.
1: Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, and all the other very good dogs out there.
2: Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Yo, it's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is Jay, Jay, well, Jay, 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 Jay. Why are you yeah. why are you whispering? Well, there's there's a psst.
0: at the Jimmy or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast.
2: Sean, tell them where they can find it.
1: Follow SmartList on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to SmartList ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.
2: Bye. Bye.